Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast. This is Alvern, and I help female entrepreneurs to start and scale the online marketing for their business so that they can live a life of time and freedom with confidence. In today's episode, we'll be looking at the best DIY SEO tools for bloggers to keep your serotonin in check. You ready? Let's get into it. The truth about DIY SEO tools is that they come with advantages as well as disadvantages. Do the advantages outweigh the disadvantages? Well, let's find out. If you have been publishing posts for a while, but your blog posts are not ranking in Google fast enough, or maybe you are just running out of keywords that are easy to show up in Google, and you know you now need a resource to find keywords that, that are what we would describe as low-hanging fruit. Then there are several schools of thought when it comes to doing a competitive analysis. These schools can be narrowed into two broad camps. The first camp believes that there is no need to do any research using free or paid tools because you can rank based on the way people think. On the other hand, the second camp are mostly those who use free and paid SEO tools as well as they believe that these help them in terms of guiding them to choose the right sort of key phrases and keywords for their content. Many bloggers continue to struggle with getting readers to their blog from Google on autopilot. This is due to the fact that they have a very limited understanding of SEO. The reality is that both camps are right. I know that sounds really crazy. It really depends on the objective or focus of your blog post. So in this particular episode, you will be able to get a better understanding of the various tools available the goal is that you will choose the best DIY SEO tools when the time is right. So what is the anatomy of a good SEO tool anyway? Well, a good SEO or search engine optimization tool is one that gives you the information needed to increase your chances of gaining more readers to your blog or your website. Here's a list of things that most DIY SEO tools have as standard. Number one, relevant topic detail. Two, search volume. Three, ranking factors. Four, social activity or social, historical social statistics. And five, re reliable statistics. As you can imagine, there are a range of different types of results that SEO tools retrieve and display based on your query. Therefore, the items listed that, uh, that I listed just a while ago are quite generic because there are several different kinds of SEO tools. The reason for this is because, well, Google has a very complex algorithm that no one knows for sure 100% of the time. In fact, Google updates the algorithm 3,200 times every year. I know, I said that right, 3,200 times times every year, which gives you an idea as to how the complex the Google search algorithm is. That is equivalent to about eight times every day. So imagine when you think you've got it, guess what? Google just updated it. So let's look at the types of DIY SEO tools. 
Now, you know broadly what kind of requirements DIY SEO tools have as standard. Let's spend some time looking at the different types available. So we have number one, keyword research, backlink checker, and number three, authority checker, top social engagement, number five, content optimization, six, rank check, and seven, web analytics. This may or may not surprise you, but some SEO tools include all six or seven different types of searches, while others are limited to about two or three areas. Of course, if one tool incorporates all seven types of tools, then it is safe to assume that the monthly pricing is likely to be higher compared to others. To get a better understanding of all these two types, I will spend some time explaining each type as well as what you can expect to see in the results. Okay, at number one, we had keyword research. The most popular type of SEO tool is one that does keyword research because that is where most bloggers or most content creators begin their journey. Yes, some may argue you start with a topic, a broad topic, like an idea, and then you go into actual research. But either way, you have to have something, otherwise you would not be able to, to go in and start searching for keywords. So as the name suggests, keyword research involves the process of searching for a list of specific phrases that are related to a certain topic. The goal of the keyword research is to find at least or the least competitive key phrases that can be used to write a piece of content. A great way to know if a key phrase has low competition is by rating given by the keyword, re keyword research tool, as well as the volume of searches every month. So for example, if a key phrase has a volume of 1,500 searches every month, that shows that there are roughly about 1,500 people searching for that particular key phrase, which is a good sign. So depending on your blog or website, it would be better if there are less than 1 million results for that same key phrase in the search engine results page. So let me back up a bit and explain that. So say, for example, you go into Google and you search for the, the key phrase, female entrepreneurs. In the top le left-hand corner, just below the actual phrase, you'll see results. And normally results is like 1 million, 30 million, 10 million, something like that. Um, and the best key phrases are the ones that have less than a million results, roughly. Well, the ones that's easier to rank for. Um, if it is you have a very well-established website or blog that has a good amount of authority, then it doesn't really matter in terms of the amount of results. But if you're just starting off, you're better off looking for something that is the below the 1 million results mark. All right, this is not a, a, a podcast that will actually go through an, an in-depth tutorial about keyword research, but let's look at how we can do basic keyword research. So let's look at a real-life example before actually writing a blog post. So I decided to look up the key phrase DIY SEO tools, for example, using Ubersuggest. And I got these particular results in the search. So I just want you to imagine, I have a screenshot, obviously, in the show notes. So if you head on over to successunscramble.com forward slash DIY SEO tools, that's DIY-SEO-tools. 
So in it, I have results and I have search volume of 90, SEO difficulty of 31, pay difficulty of 57, and cost per click of $8.67. So if you head on over to the show notes, you'll actually see the screenshot I have here. So with a search volume of 90 and a search difficulty of 31, it means that trying to rank for this key phrase is not going to be easy. It's possible. It's just not going to be easy. Looking at the results for the for a different key phrase called best SEO tools, I see the information that I'm going to describe to you now. So again, another screenshot I have here, you need to head over to the show notes to see this. So in the results, I have uh, seven key phrases listed on the far left-hand side. And then I've got volume, um, then I've got search difficulty. So there are two other columns that really doesn't matter at this point in time, or so three other columns even. So the first uh, key phrase is best SEO tools, and the search difficulty for that is 32, which is a bit higher than uh, DIY SEO tools. And I have six others, like best SEO tools free, best SEO audit tools, best SEO tools 2019, best SEO tools online, best SEO reporting tools, and best SEO analysis tools. And they all range um, from eight, a search difficulty of 18 to 26. So none of them are above 26 for those phrases. And their volume, search volume range from 110 searches a month to 390. So if you want to, if you're a visual person, you're better off heading over to the show notes at successunscramble.com forward slash DIY SEO tools, and that's DIY SEO tools. And you will see a screenshot of this. So, what I can gather from here is those phrases are much easier to go after, so to speak, compared to the other phrases, which is best SEO tools and DIY SEO tools, because they've got a much um, lower search difficulty. However, there's one problem, which I'll explain in a while. So, I have, although I have an easier chance of ranting, ranking, getting better results, these phrases are considered low-hanging fruit uh, in the SEO world. Uh, however, you notice that these phrases do not have as much search volume compared to best SEO tools, which has a search volume of 1,300. But there's one other thing. They do have search, more search volume than DIY SEO tools, but many are one-dimensional in their meaning. So if someone puts into, puts into the search engine's best SEO tools online, uh, it may not have the same meaning as DIY SEO tools, or maybe it's a bit too narrow even. So what if I have an SEO tool that is downloadable? Then that wouldn't be included in that particular search phrase. Or uh, if I type in the phrase, a best SEO reporting tools, you know, it could be a bit restrictive. So this is the reason why I didn't use this. And this is my personal choice. You can decide to use any of them if you want, but you have to remember that you need to take into consideration the user intent. So what is the user expecting to find when they plug in um, those search phrases? For example, best SEO audit tools. When I put that into the, the search engines, what are they expecting to find? Because Google only delivers up what the user intent is expected to be. So next up, we've got Backlink Checker. Another tool that is great to use when doing keyword research for very competitive key phrases is a Backlink Checker. 
It is not always a rule of thumb, but a piece of content that is ranking on page one for a specific key phrase and it has thousands of good backlinks is or can be, should I say, difficult to rank. So it could be it is and it could be it can be. It just really depends. A backlink checker can help you to do in-depth research on the strengths and quality of those backlinks. So looking at the example uh, for the key phrase DIY SEO tools, let's look at the results on page one as well as the backlinks for each result. So I have got here a screenshot. Again, you need to head over to successonscramble.com, but I'll describe it to you anyway. There are in in the standard search engine results page, there are normally 10 results uh, in Google. And I'm looking at 10 results here. Uh, this time I decided to use a tool uh, key search for doing this research because Uber suggests doesn't give you a report, a record report when it comes to backlinks. And if I look at the, the screenshot, I can see that um, there's more details in terms of the links. And of the 10 results on the search engine results page, the amount of links or backlinks to each page or post or copies of content ranges from six all the way up to 1,890. Um, again, take a look at it. It's head over to the show notes and you will see it there. So one way to help you determine if you will write a piece of content on the key phrase is by looking at the strength of the backlinks and the competition. So there's a difference. There's quantity and there's strength. For this particular podcast episode, I'm only going to be thinking about the amount of the quality, well, the, the amount of backlinks as opposed to the quality of those backlinks. Um, so like I said, the results ranges from six links to 22 backlinks. And I need to ask myself, uh, so I'm looking at, say, four or five of the results. I don't look at a handful of results, so four or five of the results on the first page. And I need to ask myself, can I get 65 links to my post so that I can outrank the pages in positions 10, 6, 5, and 2. So those in, a, those, are in those positions actually have uh, uh, between 6 and 61 backlinks. So I can decide to do a backlinking campaign and get links um, to my piece of content to outrank those on that page. Uh, if the answer is yes, then I'll go for it. If it's no, then what I need to do then is to do a more in-depth in uh, analysis of the links because it could be weak links, like internal links, not necessarily internal, but links coming from uh, uh, domains or yeah, domains or, or sites that has domains with not a very strong domain authority. Speaking of authority, that's up next. We have the authority check. So conducting an authority check on these sites competing for your chosen key phrase can be helpful. It shows you their domain strength. Without getting too technical, an authority check can be as simple as checking the page authority and a domain authority. So going back to my previous example, you can see that the tool that I'm using gives you a rough idea of an authority check. So again, you head over to this, uh, show notes to see this one. But basically, when I use a tool like Key Search, it gives me not only um, 
the list of 10 items on the first page. It also gives me the, the backlinks to that for each result, as well as the page authority and the domain authority. And I've got a screenshot of that uh, again in the show notes. You can take a look at that there. So the question I need to ask if, is, is if my blog or website has a similar or higher page authority and domain authority compared to the results on the first page. And I can see that my site already outranks at least one of them um, on the first page. But that doesn't mean that I can outrank them easily. I mean, it, it means that I, I probably have uh, what I would like to call uh, a chance. If the answer is yes, then I have a good chance of beating the competition. If the answer is no, I may want to rethink my strategy. All right, so up next, we've got historical social engagement. So in the last few years, social media has grown in popularity, and it is a great asset to be able to check the social engagement on a specific topic across platforms. The reason why is this is important is that it will give you an immediate insight as to which platforms get the best engagement for your topic of choice. So let's look at the real-life example for the topic of best SEO tools. Uh, this time I'll use uh, Uber Suggest. So I'm going back, I'm switching, as you can notice, I'm switching between tools that I'm using. So I'm using Uber Suggest to look up uh, the results of the engagement. And as you can see here, again, head over to successonscramble.com forward slash DIY SEO tools if you'd like to see the screenshot I'm referring to, uh, which is in the show notes. So as you can see, uh, there are seven articles that get a lot of engagement from Facebook. So the, the articles I'm seeing here has uh, engagement ranging from 1,501 likes or comments, ranging all the way up to 5,990. That's the engagement from Facebook, all seven articles. So... Compared to the, the results, and Uber suggests has normally has two columns a Facebook engagement and a Pinterest engagement. The Pinterest engagement and this particular phrase, best SEO tools, uh, although there is some there, it's nothing compared to the, the amount of engagement that's, that uh, each of those articles gets from Facebook. So, to keep the results as unbiased as possible, I also decided to use BuzzSumo to check social engagement. It is a bit like getting a second opinion from a doctor. <laughs> so when you go to one doctor and he says, that thing that you have there is uh, tendonitis, for example. And you decide, I'm not too sure. It just based on the information I saw online, it just doesn't feel like tendonitis. And you decide to go to a different doctor to get a second opinion. It's the same thing I'm doing here. So I'm using BuzzSumo. Again, you see me switching between all these SEO tools just to see what results, number one, are showing up there. So I've got five results in BuzzSumo. Uh, the link, the articles, uh, some of them are actually, well, most of them are actually different. And it's showing me here again that uh, Facebook has a lot of engagement compared to Twitter, uh, Pinterest, and Reddit. So with BuzzSumo, you've got four different social platforms. And with Ubersuggest, you only have two. So this time, my results also include results, as I said, from Twitter as well as an evergreen ranking uh, for each particular result. Uh, there is one article among the rest 
that managed to get over 3,000 repins on the Pinterest platform. And that article reads like this. 10 Top 10 Best Free SEO Tools to Instantly Improve Your Google Ranking in 2019. All right. So now that we have that, uh, we're looking at content optimization. And now that we have a good understanding of what the best key phrases are to use for, for your particular project, it's time to write out a piece of content. Content written on the WordPress.org platform has the advantage of several on-page optimization tools. My personal favorite is the Yoast SEO plugin. It is so simple to use and does not require any certified qualifications to understand the system. All you need to do is write your entire article from start to finish. Upon completion, you can make a few simple tweaks to optimize your content. Again, there's a screenshot in the show notes that shows you what I did or what my results are showing in terms of the readability uh, using the Yoast SEO tool uh, or plugin. You can head on over to success on scramble.com forward slash DIY SEO tools. That's DIY SEO tools. So I like the fact that there is a section of the plugin that covers readability of the article. It includes a flesh reading ease, which means it just gives you the lets you know how easy it is your article is to read for your readers or your audience. As you can see, it also highlights the fact that I have a number of sentences that are too long, which I can easily adjust. For a more detailed tutorial on how to use the Use WordPress plugin, why not grab this Use SEO tutorial? I've left a link in the show notes. Uh, also, to help you with your on-page content optimization, make use of the in-depth and priceless SEO checklists. Again, I've left a link in the show notes. So at num at up next is the rank check. The average time it takes for your published article to rank in Google results uh, is from anywhere from one week to four months. During that time, you will want to check every four weeks or so on the progress of that article. The best way to check the ranking is by using Rank Checker. I wrote extensively about the SERP keyword checker. I've left a link in the show notes for that, but let me give you a brief summary of, of how that works. So a rank checker not only gives you the opportunity to see where you are ranking in the search engine results page for a specific key phrase. It also shows you other related key phrases that you might have picked up along the way. So think of it as a 3D view of the keyword research tool. So you might be wanting to rank, say, for example, for female entrepreneurs and uh, Google if you may not be start ranking, ranking for it straight away because it's probably a, a more uh, difficult key phrase, but you might find yourself ranking for top female entrepreneurs or best female entrepreneurs uh, or anything like that, like a much longer tail key phrase. And that's what a rank, uh, a rank checker does. While the keyword search, the keyword research tool may show you uh, who is ranking for a specific key phrase, the rank checker shows you many other key phrases held by that same domain. So for example, let's look at the domain neilpatel.com, who is obviously the owner of Ubersuggest. You can see below the results of doing a rank check on that domain. Again, you need to head over to the show notes to see this one. Um, but I've 
I did a check using obviously Uber su suggest because why not use Neil's old tool for his check, and I've gotten uh, let's see nine results. Uh, and number one position I've got translated from into and Google's searches number two. Um, but as you can see, the phrase that gets the most visited is translated from into, which, as you can imagine, is not a very valuable keyword. Um, however, the second most popular uh, phrase that he has or that he ranks for is called Google's search, which is great as it tells us that his site shows up in Google uh, on page one for that particular term. Of course, he's ranking in position number four and he's getting an estimated 80,000 visitors a month for that particular search too. So I wanted to get, again, a second opinion. So I decided to use KeySearch to run a rank check on that same domain, neilpatel.com. And KeySearch is telling me that LinkedIn uh, is uh, showing up as well as probably it's giving me back a thousand key phrases anyway. So as you can see, the domain is ranking for the phrase LinkedIn on page four. So it's in position 34. So that's roughly around page four of the SERPs. And it's getting about 27,000 page views a month for that, for that search too. All right. Next up, we've got web analytics. Probably the most important DIY SEO tool is the one that gives you information about your website analytics. For example, number of daily, weekly, and monthly visitors, where your visitors are coming from and where they're going to next, what phrases or sites they're using to find your content, what countries, devices, and browsers they're using to engage with your content. You will agree that this information is important as it helps you with your growth plans, as well as lets you know how well you're doing overall. It is also great a great way to spy, so to speak, on the competition to see what they're doing to get the number of visitors that they receive to their content every month. Of course, the best tool for website traffic report is none other than Google Analytics, but it will only show you information for your own web properties. For third-party sites that you don't have access to, you can always use SEMrush and SimilarWeb to do your analysis. If you need help on assigning those reports, feel free to use the in-depth reports that I have over in my resources. I've left a link in the show notes. Head on over to successonscramble.com forward slash DIY SEO tools um, for all the links and screenshots that I'm talking about as I'm going through this particular episode. And that's successonscramble.com forward slash DIY SEO tools. And that's DIY dash SEO dash tools. So what are the best DIY SEO tools for bloggers after all of that? Well, let's look at the list of those tools for bloggers and small business owners that can be used to get results fast. So while writing this particular blog post or even preparing for the podcast, I did not want to confuse you by using a wide variety of tools, but you will see that it's possible to use five to six tools before you decide to write a single piece of content. So in keyword research or on the keyword research, we've got nine tools and I'll list them out for you. It's Uber Suggest, Google Trends, Pinterest, Search Bar, Answer the Public, Google Search Bar, 
key search, SEMrush, HAHrefs, KW Finder. And that's under keyword research. Next up, we've got Backlink Checker. And number one, we've got Moslink Explorer, KeySearch, Ahrefs, SEMrush, LinkMiner, and Majestic SEO. On the Authority Check, we've got Moslink Explorer, KeySearch, SEMrush, Majestic SEO. In, when it comes to social engagement, I've got five options under there. And that's Uber Suggest at number one, BuzzSumo, SimilarWeb, KeySearch, and Ahrefs. Content optimization is up next. And I've got three options under there, although I could list more, but, you know, I think um, the tool that my favorite tool that I've talked about is the one that can actually get you where you want to be in no, no time at all. So number one, of course, I've got Yoast SEO plugin. Key search and text optimizer. For up next, we've got rank check, and I've got five options under there. Number one, who can guess what I have at number one? So, number one is the Google Search Console. That one is priceless. I mean, if you've got a blog or a website or any sort, make sure you hook it up with the Google Search Console because it gives you everyday statistics uh, on how your site is ranking. The only problem, it's limited to only, again, 1,000 keywords. If you want more, you're going to have to use another tool, like a paid tool. Okay, so let's take say focus now. So Google Search Console is number one for rank check. Two, we've got rank to traffic. Three, key search. Four, SEMrush. And five, Ahrefs. And then finally, we have web analytics. And I've got six options under that. And they are similar web, number one. Google Analytics, it actually probably should be number one because it's the first one you'd want to go to and then you can use uh, similar web. Uh, number three, Majestic SEO, Ahrefs is at number four, SEMrush, and then Key Search is at number six. So when you get to an advanced level in your SEO game, you would want to do a thorough SEO analysis once a year and again every quarter. This is when you decide on implementing a better SEO strategy to achieve long-term goals is for your business. I've included tools that you would use for web analytics so that you can do this in-depth analysis and SEO strategy plan uh, as frequently as possible. Not every month. Every month you can just do a, a check to see how you're progressing, but every quarter you you do a look back and see how you're progressing and then what you need to tweak to improve your results for the coming quarter. So, as you can see, there are many advantages to using DIY SEO tools. So what are the disadvantages then? Well, they all come with a somewhat steep learning curve. Although the best SEO tools can seem intimidating to use, it is by understanding their... In other words, by understanding how to use each tool and what, they can, what benefits they have for you and your business you'll find them less and less intimidating. And of course, by using them frequently. In fact, after using these tools the right way, your serotonin levels will be up and so will be your traffic statistics. It is, it, is it impossible to get your blog post to show up in Google for some of the content without using SEO tools? 
The short answer is yes, but with a hit and miss approach, as opposed to employing a strategy with long-term goals. So these tools are there to support you and your business so that you can grow and make a great impact in your niche. Using the process outlined above can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. The bottom line is that you want to get results. So over to you. What has been your experience with using SEO tools for your blog or business? Remember to subscribe to the Success Unscrambled podcast where you will be the first to hear what's happening in the entrepreneurial and digital marketing world. Your positive review of this particular podcast is vital to keeping it alive and running for the next 12 to 24 months. So please leave a positive review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast players. If you are new to search engine optimization, as in SEO, search engine optimization, then remember to take a look at the resource I have, which is an SEO for beginners resource. I've left a link in the show notes. Uh, if you're a mom blogger, then uh, and if you need a better way to understand search engine optimization from your specific perspective, I actually have a resource, again, link in the show notes that will actually show you how or help you to understand SEO from a mom a mom's perspective. If you're in need of a few unconventional ways to get more readers to your blog, then again, head over to the show notes. I've left a link there. You can enjoy the tips and tricks about how to grow your blog traffic by following that particular link. If you're a startup or small business and in need to hire a virtual assistant to complete tasks such as social media marketing, blogging, keyword research, or Pinterest account management, then take a look at the packages that I have available. And that's it for today. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Bye for now.